Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. positives as we roll into Thursday morning. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. College football, FBS, the largest style, is officially here. Central Arkansas, which you last saw playing against Austin P on Saturday, now will be playing a Thursday game, and they will be playing without having had anyone test positive for the coronavirus, which is pretty awesome as it pertains to setting a precedent for whether or not it's safe to play college football. Central Arkansas will be playing UAB tonight. And uh, we have also, like I said, the first FBS game of the season. South Alabama going up against Southern Miss. Uh, The data points continue to stack up that it is safe to play college football. Then on Saturday, we have a bunch of games. Then on Monday, we have games all leading into Thursday's NFL contest between the Texans and the Chiefs. So I would tell you, go ahead and get ready for the start of the year. This is very, very good news. Now, last night, The NBA, a couple of different games that came down to what felt like, frankly, WWE officiating. 
Uh, you didn't know what was going to happen, but the officials effectively had control of both games. The first one to be played was the Heat against the Bucks. This is what it sounded like as we got a win for the Heat after what felt like two missed calls from officials down the stretch. Here it was. Butler baseline, step back for the win, and he is fouled. He, fouled. he is fouled, Jimmy Butler, and he'll go to the line. Jimmy Butler got fouled, and a chance to win it at the free throw line with no time left on the clock. I have seen everything. <laughs> for the win at the free throw line. Oh! Got it to go. Oh, and rolled on off the front of the rim and down and in. I thought it was going to pop out. Oh, my goodness. And that is the ball game. Oh, mercy me. The final score. Miami 116, Milwaukee 114. I don't believe what I just saw in this last minute of play. That is the Milwaukee Bucks radio network. On top of that, so the Bucks, uh, sorry, that is the, I'm assuming the Heat radio network, unless the Bucks radio network was really excited about watching their team uh, lose a game. So now the Heat are up 2-0, and then we had another game seven, came down to the final inbounds possession, and that inbounds possession did not go well. By the way, the final, whatever it was, two seconds of this game, I stayed up to watch it. It felt like it took 45 minutes. And then finally, uh, just an awful possession for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Initially, by the way, they had Steven Adams, if you were watching this, posted up. And I'm like, why didn't they just throw in the lob? It looked like they could have had a dunk uh, to put the game into overtime. But instead, they inbounded it to him at the three-point line. He could do absolutely nothing. The Rockets survived. The big play in the survival was a block by James Harden. Uh, and this is what that block sounded like. Westbrook with a deflection, poked it right back to Gilgis Alexander. He finds Dort, shoots for three, blocked by Harden. Jordan picks it back up, tried to throw it back off of James, and it went out of bounds with five-tenths of a second to go. Here we go, Gilgis Alexander looking to get it in. Comes into Adams, broken up by Westbrook, picked up by Tucker, and the Rockets win the game. They have beaten the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they're moving on to face the Lakers in the Western Conference semifinals. It wasn't pretty, but holy heck was it dramatic late tonight in Game 7. All right, the Lakers now will play against the Houston Rockets. Uh, James Harden was not good, but they found a way to advance. The Houston Rockets did, and we've got Game 7 having led to the Clippers finally having a uh, an opponent as well, and they will be playing tonight, and the Clippers uh, will be seeking to advance, uh, as we would anticipate that they would, against the Lakers. Again, I feel like while there was a lot of attention in who would win these Game 7s and who would be able to advance – now that we know uh, the one, the two, the three, and the four have all advanced from the West, and tonight we got the Clippers against the Nuggets, and tomorrow, I believe it is, we will have the uh, the uh, what was a very kind of questionable and wobbly at times Rockets franchise advancing to play against uh, the Lakers. So that is the Western Conference. We are ahead of that in the Eastern Conference. That is your update on what is going on in the NBA. All right. Uh, I want to bring in the crew. Uh, Any big takeaways from that game last night, Danny G? I'll say this about the Rockets game. I I never thought we would get on the air and say, man, what a great defensive play by Harden. He really bailed himself out because, as he said right after the game, 
his offensive uh, game was horse shih tzu live on TV. He I don't to, understand how they could bleep <laughs> everything that happens on the court. And right. then they managed to have no delay at all for James Harden, and he dropped a curse word. Yeah, I wondered the same thing. The Rockets, who everyone, they're like, offense, offense, they don't play much defense. Two great defensive stops at the end of the game to take that game seven. And then the the game right before that, man, that those final sequences with those fouls called, nine jump shooters were fouled in that game. That's one thing we've been seeing in the bubble and in these playoffs is that I don't know if it's good defense or bad defense. We could debate that, but every shot pretty much is being contested. And if you put a hand on the jump shooter before or after they shoot or during the shot, just like we saw with Jimmy Butler with uh, Giannis that just putting his foul. hand on him. No, and Middleton's shot before that, that wasn't a foul. He wasn't fouled either. So you had back-to-back controversial fouls there. I don't think either was. That was pretty nuts. I mean, the referees, they were too involved at the end of that game. Yeah, I mean, it feels a lot of times like the WWE. You're a big-time Spurs fan historically, Dub. What did you think of the way both those games ended? Did you watch them? I watched them, yeah. And I thought the referees, like Danny, you said, were way too involved. First of all, the Miami game, I agree with Danny G. I don't think either of those should have been called. And then secondly, in the late game, the call on James Harden as they were inbounding the ball right before they called timeout, that was a foul. It was only one free throw, and Gallinari missed it. But, I mean, that was one of the most ridiculous foul calls I've ever seen. Yeah, to, that, I that, mean, was that was absolutely insane. absurd. Uh, absurd. I just, were you watching it, wondering why in the world on the first possession they didn't throw it to Steven Adams? I, I was thinking that on the first possession, and I was thinking it on the second possession because the Rockets basically came out in the same exact defense, and yeah. I think the tallest guy on the floor was probably half a foot shorter than Steven Adams. So yeah. that was really a head-scratcher for me. That was a pretty horrendous set coming out of basically three timeouts because they had the review as well. So that was kind of a F-minus their grade for Billy Donovan on that last play. When you don't get up a shot, and also it was kind of for Chris Paul and all his trash talk about the way that the game went down – uh, the stretch of game six to have a point guard of his caliber on the court and really not get a good look there. And I know that they had to inbound the ball and everything else, but he uh, he nearly turned the ball over on uh, on that possession before the Lou Dort block as well. He missed a jumper in the lane after a steal. He just uh, he, he wasn't as clutch as maybe he had thought he was coming uh, coming into this game. Uh, with a game seven at the age of 35 credit to him because it felt like they were kind of sending him to Siberia when they traded him to Oklahoma City and the Thunder had a pretty good season and I imagine if you're listening to us right now and you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan uh, it's a stinging loss but I think the idea that you would have had a game seven with a possession to advance into the uh, the final eight of the NBA season would have been a pretty big surprise given the trade of Russell Westbrook and grabbing Chris Paul and what people anticipated about this team coming into the season. So, uh, and, and, and man, meanwhile, the Houston Rockets, who have been star-crossed, I think it's fair to say, in their overall trajectory as a franchise, came really close to basically having everything explode on them here. Instead, they advance, and now they've got a chance at redemption because if they beat the Lakers – then everybody would be like, oh, wow, Daryl Morey's a genius putting Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden together. I don't think they will, but at least they get that opportunity now in a uh, in another series. 
Uh, they'll be bringing Eddie Garcia. Eddie, what did you think? Uh, I'm sure you didn't watch any of the NBA, but give us an update here on what happened in the NHL. Anything worth knowing? Uh, well, yeah, the Colorado Avalanche was in a were in a must win situation. Uh, they beat the Dallas Stars, and they've even that series at three three. So we're finally going to have First a game, game seven. seven. Yes, finally a game seven coming up on Friday. Now there are two games coming up tonight, both game sixes. So if the underdogs win in those games, we could get a couple more game sevens as well. But I actually did tune in at the end of the uh, Rockets and the Thunder game, and then the call I saw on Giannis. You got to understand. Look, I know I'm the hockey guy and all that, but I used to watch the NBA pretty religiously. Uh, at one point, and then I made I t- decided to make the switch because I just thought hockey was a better sport. But you got to understand from watching the, the NBA, you know, in like the early '90s and the '80s and '90s, and then you watch the game now, and you're just like, my God, this is just a completely it's a completely different game from when I was totally invested in the NBA. And and that call on Giannis was a joke. I don't care if they did make a similar call right before that. I mean, I, I'm not even saying that you know because he's a star you can't call a foul on him. I just I mean. To decide the game like that with two free throws is no t- with no time left, I thought it was r- ridiculous. Yeah, it, th- that that decision was wild. But the whole final stretch of both games, it felt like the officials effectively took over. Yeah, it was awful. And, 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 and I mean, even the way the players were yelling at them, the way uh, the, the, down the stretch when they called the, the foul on the inbounds play and then they were also calling a timeout and Chris Paul's arguing, hey, you called the foul. And then they go back and they look at everything. And then we get one free throw from Gallinari, who who clanks it off, and that's uh, you know the the previous game with the way it ended against uh, against the Bucks. We'll see whether or not it's going to have a major major impact in the series. Obviously, going down 0-2 is usually a death sentence, but again, we've seen teams fight back from a three one deficit and nearly come back from an 0-2 deficit already. So I, I do think that the lack of home court advantage means that every game kind of stands alone more uniquely than they do in the past where you're like, man, I hope we can get a split. I hope we can steal one on the road. Those kind of things obviously aren't in play in the same uh, to the same degree now. Roberto, what stood out to you? Yeah, I, I just hate I, – I, I used to enjoy the NBA when the referees let the guys play at the end and having the referees determine the end of that first game was terrible. And then it almost happened in that second game when they called that foul on James Harden, but – Gallinari missed the free throw there, so it just sucks to have the re- have the referees determine the games. And then the game sevens, I don't know for me, it just doesn't feel like a game seven without that home court advantage. Yeah, it's just just it just feels odd, man. Yeah, that, that, that there's certainly an aspect of that that uh, that is missing in a big way, and it it also I think raises the issue of. There's not that fear to me of getting down a couple of games like there might have been in the past. We've already seen the Nuggets win three in a row to come back from a 3-1 series deficit against the Jazz. And now we've seen the Rockets almost choke away a 2-0 lead and lose four out of the final five. So that in and of itself is uh, it just feels uh, quite a bit different. So being down or or what to expect after a couple of games is not necessarily the story of the series. All right, when we come back, we'll ask Frank Isola what he thinks about all this. College football coming back. Uh, a lot of reason for optimism as the NFL is coming back next week as well. Although, I do think the NFL is, uh, is, is under the radar. And you may hate preseason football, and I certainly do. I'm a season ticket holder, and I hate having to pay for it. But I do think it serves as an appetizer to the regular season, as we were saying yesterday with Jeff Schwartz. I feel like for many people, boom, the NFL is just going to be here. It's officially one week away today. 
one week from now, we'll be talking about a major game in the NFL. The Texans will be going on the road against the Chiefs, and I think it's going to sneak up on a lot of people. Now, maybe it'll help that we'll have college football tonight and on Saturday and on Monday. Maybe that will factor in substantially, but it is, uh, it's pretty wild to think about. Uh, I hope all of you are having a fantastic Thursday. Appreciate you all hanging out with us. Thanks for making OutKick a part of your morning. When we come back, Frank Isola from Around the Horn, from ESPN, from The Athletic, and from SiriusXM will join us. That will be coming up next. This is OutKick the Coverage. I want to tell you, go sign up right now for the OutKick VIP. I have got thousands of copies of my most recent book coming for me to sign. You get an autographed copy of my book. You get an exclusive ability to call the VIP phone line, plus a lot of other awesome things in the works as well. Right now we have a VIP message board. You can comment on all of our articles. All of that still to come. Uh, and I'm telling you, you will absolutely love it. We have a $99 yearly package as well as a $12.99 a month package. A lot of great people already signed up. You can join them as well. It'll be the OutKick VIP. I am Clay Travis. This is OutKick. Go sign up today on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we were just playing the Kirk Cousins audio, Minnesota Vikings quarterback. If you're just waking up with us, several different things that we've been discussing in the first hour of the program. Uh, we've got the return of FBS football. We had the game on Saturday between Central Arkansas and Austin P. Central Arkansas will now be traveling. Uh, they've stayed in the state of Alabama. They will play against UAB. And we have a full FBS game. South Alabama is going to play against Southern Miss. Saturday, there are games. Monday, there are games. We are one week from the kickoff of the NFL, the Texans against the Chiefs. Football is officially here. The Big Ten, obviously, still battling to try to figure out whether or not they can find a way to return. We will see what transpires there. A lot of uh, drama associated with the Big Ten. And as you look around uh, the, uh, the landscape, obviously, we also have the NHL and the NBA playoffs underway. Last night was like uh, the WWE. We're going to go down to the bubble in Orlando to talk with our NBA insider, Chris Mannix, in the next segment. But I wanted to give everybody a chance to weigh in on what Kirk Cousins said because he got criticized by a lot of people in the media, but I thought he was 100 billion percent correct and also, I appreciate him not trying to hide from what his opinion was. Let me just give you a, a quick story in my own life. All three of my kids are back in school physically present. Uh, my seventh grader, my fourth grader, and my kindergartner. Now, my seventh grader still is a little bit going back and forth um, in that he's there for three days. He's home for two days. They're going to make a decision, I hope, to have everybody back in his grade the day after uh, Labor Day, Tuesday of next week. So I'm hopeful that that's where we are headed fairly rapidly in short order there. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, all my kids are back in school. Not only that, I've been to the movie theater the last three weeks. Movie theaters are open where I live. I took my kids and my wife. We all went and saw two weeks ago 
we went and saw The Empire Strikes Back in the movie theater. Awesome. They were playing classic movies because there weren't enough new movies to be released on all the screens. So we went and watched that. Then we also, last week, went and watched Ghostbusters, the original. The original Ghostbusters on the theater, wife and kids. And then last night, I went and watched on the IMAX screen, Tenet, uh, the new movie from Christopher Nolan, and it was mind-blowing. It would uh, twist your head around. There was so many different cool aspects of the movie. I feel like I need to see it more than once. But I went out to go to all three movies in three straight weeks. Now, as a, as a condition for going into the movie theater, you have to have a mask on. And so same thing if you're going to a lot of places to shop or whatever else. I wear the mask because that is the rule. Not because I'm not going to be the person who's throwing a fit and arguing and everything else, whatever. If I can go watch movies in a movie theater, I'm happy to comply with whatever the rules are. Much like I, I might prefer to sit and watch a movie without any t-shirt on, <laughs> right? But you have to have its shirt to go to a movie theater. So that's their rule. Now, if I'm sitting at home, I can watch, uh, I can watch everything naked if I want to. Uh, I, I don't have to wear any clothes. But if you go out in public, uh, that, that sign, no shirt, no shoes, no service, has been uh, universally in fast food restaurants, in a bunch of different stores over the years. And so I'll wear a mask in order to be able to sit down in a movie theater and watch movies for three straight weeks. Now, when you're eating popcorn or when you are eating, uh, eating your snacks or drinking your snack, you don't have to have the mask on. So there's a lot of cosmetic theater going on associated with mask wearing, right? And probably some of you know what I'm talking about. Like, you can go to a restaurant, you can sit and eat indoors, but in order to do so, you have to have a mask on when you walk to your table. But once you're at your table, you can take off the mask. So how much protection are you really giving to the restaurant when you're not wearing a mask for 99% of the time that you are in the restaurant? Is it really that much of a difference to have one on when you walk into the restaurant and then keep it on until you're seated at your table and then you immediately take it off? I mean, I, I think those are interesting questions that intelligent people think about. But that's the rule. I'm not going to stand at the front of the restaurant and throw a fit. And I'm also not going to throw a fit that I have to wear one to walk into a movie theater. And again, I have been to a movie theater three straight weeks. I've taken my kids. If I had the ability to go to an NFL game or a college football game today, I would take my kids. I would be happy to take them. Uh, and I wouldn't worry at all about anything going to those games. All right? So... With that in context, here is what Kirk Cousins said. He's the first athlete I've heard who has spoken out and said what he did. And I think, frankly, a lot of athletes would agree with him. Here's what he said. On that spectrum, if one is the person who says masks are stupid, you're all a bunch of lemmings, and 10 is I'm not leaving my master bathroom for the next 10 years, where do you land? <laughs> I'm not going to call anybody stupid for the trouble it could get me in, but I'm about a point zero 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 one. Really? How come? Yeah. You know, I just, uh, 
I, again, I want to respect what other people's concerns are, but for me personally, if you're just talking, no one else can get the virus. What is your concern? If you could get it, I I would say I'm gonna, I'm going to go about my daily life. If I get it, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to let nature do its course, uh, uh, survival of the fittest kind of an approach and just say, yeah. If it knocks me out, it knocks me out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Uh, you know, even if I die, if I die, I die. I kind of have peace about that. So that's, that's really where I fall on it. So my opinion, you know, wearing a mask and, and is really about being respectful to other people. It really has nothing to do with my own personal, personal thoughts. Uh, that is Kirk Cousins. That is on Kyle Brandt's podcast. I agree with everything that he said there. I want to bring in the crew I know that we live in different parts of the country. You guys are in L.A. When you hear that I went to an IMAX movie yesterday and watched Tenet, are you like, what in the world? Because I know in California, you guys aren't close to being able to do that. Yeah, the closest thing um, close to seeing that movie was reading all the reviews last night all over the Internet and Twitter. So jealous that you got to see that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad that Cousins was honest. We always ask that of our athletes, it seems like. But then – when they are honest, a ton of people and some media members get upset with them for keeping it super real. The Corona bros are mad at him. Yeah. You know, our experience here in California has been a lot different than yours in Nashville. We've been on a perpetual lockdown here in our state. Not only no movie theaters or eating inside restaurants, but I haven't seen my mom or dad or any family member in person for a year now. And like my mom lives just outside the Bay Area and they were hit hard there with COVID. So I respect the fact that she's just staying by herself. Now, for, to be to be honest, a year, part of that's just you're a bad son because you could have seen her plenty of times but between <laughs> August and March of last year and you didn't. Well, normally I would have went during the holiday time, but remember I stayed here for the year-end special. So part yeah, yeah, of it is yeah. just the dedication to OutKick. Yeah, but when you say you haven't seen her for a year, <laughs> well, that's this, not because this of year, the coronavirus. I'm talking about this oh, entire you're year. about this year. Yeah, right. You could have gone in January, February, or March until the shutdowns happened. Well, think about it. We were busy with the I Super know, Bowl. I know, you can make excuses, but you're just a bad son. But Well, pretty much. I when mean, people hear you haven't seen her for a year, they say they <laughs> sound like look, you're people exaggerating. Were scaring, people were already scaring us about the coronavirus at the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember this, but when we were on Radio Row, the guy who brought Terrell uh, Owens over, he gave us two packages of masks. Yeah. And he told us, hey... This Wuhan thing, it's for real. It's going to get bad over here, even in our country. Yeah. You you left your package of masks on the table. He, That's right. He told us, make sure you wear your mask on the airplane home. So I did that, and it was crazy because on my you flight- You wore to your L- mask on the flight back? I did. I was the only one on that entire plane on the way back to LAX in yeah. fe- at the start of February wearing a mask. And so in February, we were aware of it. March, obviously, was the lockdown. By the way, I'm confident that I got exposed to it in February at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I just am. There were a ton of people from San Francisco there. I was out and about. I probably shook, not probably, I shook hundreds of hands a day because we had a live radio show. So, I mean, it's just not difficult at all to uh to to keep in mind like how all that was 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 shaking out but yes you're right in february that was the start of this whole process and it's crazy to think about you know when we get to march of 2021 what's going to be different is it going to be one entire year of this uh i i mean look the data reflects that it's way past time to end any shutdowns or any lockdowns. Half of the deaths, if New York were being honest, over half the deaths 
would be in nursing homes. It, based on what we know now, uh, what we should have done was aggressively protect people in nursing homes. 0.6% of the population uh, is in a nursing home, and nearly half of all deaths have occurred in nursing homes. So this virus is, uh, is, is a big issue for people who are already sick, who have multiple comorbidities. But if you are under the age of 50, the idea that we ever lock down anybody under the age of 50 is absolute insanity based on the data. So I'm, I'm living my life. Like I, I've, <laughs> I'm going to movie theaters. I'm going to restaurants. My kids are in school. I am living almost entirely 100% my normal life i'm not changing my behavior now so uh you know if you need me to wear a mask to go into a a restaurant or to go into a movie theater or to go into a uh or to go into some sort of venue i'm fine i go to my gym uh i i'm I'm not wearing a mask while i work out i mean i think that's crazy i don't want to suffocate um i'm certainly not somebody who's wearing masks like at my kids little league events which are going on like the world has gone insane in the United States over responses to this virus. So and would you I have moved out of California out. if you were here because gyms aren't open outside for salons I just started been, the other day? I have never been more happy that I don't live in uh, a place like California than now. With and everything closed here, how do you think you would be handling it right now if you were a California resident? I would be beyond resident. measure furious because I would be looking at the data and saying this is totally nonsensical. So I would not I wouldn't be handling well I'm so glad of where I live. I've never been more happy to live. Uh you know, I mean look, high school football's going on. I can go watch any high school football game I want. Uh the University of Tennessee's about to play. Uh look, I mean it, it is it is I the Kirk Cousins is correct. Like the data is straightforward. Um uh, I'm not saying the virus doesn't exist. It clearly does. But if you are young and healthy, the idea that you shouldn't be in school is crazy. The idea that we shouldn't be playing sports is crazy. The people who are testing positive, all of them who are young just about, are not even, a huge number of them don't even know that they have the virus. I can't remember any time in history where otherwise 100% healthy people have felt like they were terrified that they might be sick. And so, again, just look at the data, and college kids are easy because college football is returning today, and thank God that they've managed to fight through to be in a position to be playing, but you're more likely to die of the seasonal flu if you are a college kid. There has never been a point in time where we have shut down college campuses over the seasonal flu. Your son or daughter is far more likely to die of alcohol poisoning from drinking too much at a party assuming that they could actually get to a party on a college campus than they are from the coronavirus. They're more likely to be murdered than they are to die of the coronavirus. They're more likely to die driving to and from campus than they are from the coronavirus. And by the way, if you're under 50 years old, for most people, you are under greater danger if you were driving to work every day and driving home than you are from the coronavirus. If you're in a, if you're in nursing homes, we need to protect those people. Uh, If they get the coronavirus, it can be uh, deadly to them. And we've known that data for a while now. Uh, And despite that fact, New York did an awful job protecting people in nursing homes. So did Pennsylvania. So did New Jersey. So did Michigan. I think we should be investigating the governors in those states for the decisions that they made 
back in March and April. But the CDC just came out with data that said the average person dying, and I think it's important to say dying with the coronavirus as opposed to dying of the coronavirus. Because if you have stage four terminal lung cancer, your kidneys aren't working and your liver isn't working and you test positive for the coronavirus, that's a coronavirus death. Well, a huge percentage of people dying with the coronavirus would have died otherwise in the near future uh, because they were already very, very sick with multiple comorbidities. So, uh, again, I think the data matters. What about you, Dub, uh, as you uh, as you hear Kirk Cousins there? Uh, are you in agreement with him? I mean, I am, and I feel like half the country, at least, is in agreement with him. Yet More people getting... every day are in agreement with Kirk Cousins. The media is not. Absolutely. I mean, just for example, you know, when I go to a gas station or I go to a, a restaurant or something, almost every time, and half the time it's me, I see people that go up to the door, they're about to walk in, and they have to turn around because they forgot their mask. Right. Okay, so obviously those people are only wearing the mask because they're required to. If they were seriously concerned about the coronavirus, they would have the mask on. So that happens on a daily basis. And Kirk Happened to me at the movie theater last night. I went in to go see Tenet, walked up with my wife, realized that I didn't have my mask, turned around, went back to my car, and got the mask and turned around, put it on literally for two minutes, bought popcorn, sat down in the movie theater, immediately took it off and started eating popcorn and having a drink. Yeah, I just don't understand the backlash because he said, and I'm assuming he's doing what he says, he wears the mask out of respect for others, which is what what I do, which is what a lot of people do, because there are other people that are at risk and are concerned about this, so you wear a mask. It's the right thing to do. And Cousins was just honest with Kyle Brandt here in this interview, which is what we ask our athletes to do, is to be honest, be real, and that's what exactly what he did, and he's getting destroyed by the media. <laughs> Of course, because his his opinion is not what it is. If he had said on that question, on a scale of 1 to 10, how scared are you? If he, instead of saying .000001, if he had said a billion, the media would have been like, oh my God, it's so brave of Kirk Cousins to talk about his fear. You know it. The media, all the sports media would have been like, all the Corona bros would have been like, so glad to hear an athlete acknowledge that he's terrified of the coronavirus. Real men are afraid of things. They aren't trying to pretend they're not. No, I think real men and women look at the data and make rational decisions based on their risk factors. Look, the reality is Kirk Cousins is far more in danger on a football field uh, that he's going to get seriously injured or that he's going to have CTE Uh, then look at what happened to Alex Smith. All of that is much more serious of a danger to Kirk Cousins than anything from the coronavirus. And so, uh, but it is funny how the media is ripping him, yet if he had said that he was terrified, they would have been like, oh, what what a brave, so brave of him. So brave of him to admit that he's afraid of something that he shouldn't be afraid of? What an upside down world. Uh, What about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? What did you think about these comments? Yeah, I'd have no problem with Kirk Cousins being honest, um, if that's how he feels. I, I appreciate that he said that he's still being respectful of other people, which I think, I hope everybody would be, regardless of what their feelings are uh, on the virus. So, yeah, I'm, I, I have no problem with it. Uh, and Roberto, you fine with everything Kirk Cousins said? Yeah, no problems. And by the way, I saw my mom and my dad yesterday, Danny. So Yeah. Thanks for being a good son. Thank you. Yeah, they yeah. live down the street from you, <laughs> jerk. You could easily get in your car and drive to go see your mom if you really loved her. 
Yeah, but if my mom's not taking visitors right now, then that's not really the case. So she's telling you that you can't visit. We've done like what, family Zooms uh, once or twice a month. Was she telling you that she wasn't taking visitors in January, February, and March when you also refused to go visit her? Well, my schedule mirrors <laughs> yours. We had our week off in February after the Super Bowl stuff was done, a couple weeks after that. And that's when Carl Goldman was being flown to Nebraska, remember? All right, hold on. But you had a full week off in yeah. February and you didn't go see your mom. Well, because that's when it all started. That's when people were saying to not travel. I mean, I was in Mexico. Yeah, you were. You've gotten to do what we are hoping to do. Well, no, let's not shift the blame here. You said you had no time where you could have gone and visited your mom this year, and you had an entire week off in February. I took it more seriously than you. I wore a mask on the the airplane. You left yours on the table there at the Super Bowl. You could have gotten in your car and driven to San Francisco. Nothing was shut down, and your poor mom would have been able to see her son. Danny G, let's take uh, Danny G out of the equation. Do you think Danny G is being a very good son and not having seen his mom? <laughs> well, look, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here, but I, too, have, in fact, seen my mother during yeah. these trying times. So yeah. it's uh, Yeah, I, but she drinks of... with you, Dub. That's, yeah, not, I, I that's think not fair. I think it's clear that Dub loves his mom. What about you? Have you seen uh, your mom, Eddie, at all during the, the year 2020? Uh, unfortunately, uh, my mom's no longer with us, so that's Oh, uh, well, that's a, that's a downer. Yeah. All right. So he's have on my seen... side. Yeah, yeah, well... No, no, if I if she were still alive, I definitely would have saw her. Yeah. Yeah, you would have been a good son and Absolutely. seen her at some point in twenty twenty. What about you, Roberto? You just said you've seen your mom. Yeah, yeah, I just saw him yesterday. And we hung out tight in a safe manner, yeah. you know. My whole just my whole thing is like, you know, I feel like we should have the option to to go and do things here in a safe manner, obviously wearing a mask, hand sanitizer, etc. I mean Disney World is open. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. here Disney Disneyland's World closed. is open. And, and Disneyland yeah. isn't. So yeah, we've, right. we've just been on this super long, long like, stay-at-home like order. I've literally had to put on uh, on YouTube, I had to put on uh, Universal Studios for my daughter because she misses I, it that yeah, much. Yeah, that's crazy. I legitimately wonder how much different things would be if this happened after an election instead of an election year. I, re- I think everything would be different with the coronavirus if this were not a presidential election year. Like if this were 2021 or 2022 and this happened – I think that there would be a fraction as much of a panic as has set in. I think a lot of this is political. Uh, All right, when we come back, we're going to go down to Orlando inside of the bubble with uh, Chris Mannix, and we uh, will check in with him, see what the latest is there. All that's still to come. Appreciate all of you. Want to tell you to go subscribe to the Outkick VIP. If you love everything that we're doing with Outkick, you can call in to the Outkick VIP uh, phone line. You can also get the ability to comment on all of our articles, and you can get hooked up in a big way with the uh, Outkick message board. Plus, exclusive Zoom interactions with me and Jason Whitlock. Lots of positivity coming your way. If you love Outkick, you need to go to Outkick.com and get hooked up today. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we head down to Orlando in the bubble. Chris, did you go to both of these games? What was the situation uh, for you watching them personally uh, last night? Yeah, I was at uh, both of them 
last night. I mean, they're all because like all these days are blending together. But yeah, I was at the the late game uh, Rockets and uh, and Thunder and uh, a wild finish. That's for sure. All, all these games, all the last two game sevens have been really good. Do you have access to replays inside of your venue where you're watching? So when there are huge controversies about calls at the end of the game, are you able to see them like television viewers are? Yeah, there's there's a, a big screen right behind us that shows the TV replay and another one right yep. in front of us so we can see it. And it's funny, there's also the the base of the NBA's head of officiating sits right in front of us. We kind of we don't exactly, we don't talk to him, you know, right in that moment. We can kind of see his reaction as well. All right, so what did you think of the in-game scenarios, which obviously are stealing away almost all of the attention? Let's start with the end of the game again between the Heat and the Bucks. What happened? Did they get it right or wrong? I, I think by the letter of the law, they probably got it right. There'll be a last two minutes report that comes out later on this afternoon that that they'll clarify whether the calls are right or wrong. But I, I do think the the eyeball test says they, they got them right. Um, in the first play, you're, you're not allowed to effectively invade a guy's landing spot. That's been a point of emphasis for the NBA for a couple of years now because a lot of guys were, and I think Kawhi Leonard actually dealt with this injury a few years ago from something like this. You know, they don't want sprained ankles when guys right. come down. You're not when allowed you step to underneath a jump shooter. Exactly. So that, that's the one. And the second one, I, I guess theoretically, Giannis had a hand on him, so it was a foul. Either way, I think you got to swallow your whistle there, though. I, I don't yeah. think – I think in those situations, you can't be the reason – that this game or how this game was decided. So even though it's it's probably going to come out later where the NBA says, well, the referees are right. I don't think that that you make those calls at that moment. One of the things that the NBA gets a reputation for more than almost any other league is the makeup call. Do you think that yeah. the call would have been made on Giannis and send Jimmy Butler to the line with no time remaining if the call hadn't previously been made on the prior possession? It's a good question because it was the exact same referee that yeah. made that call. Um, and, you know, I, I question, and this happened a couple of times in the Rockets and Thunder game, I question when when there's another referee that has better position, and there was in that moment, one staring right at that play, uh, I, I question why the far side referee makes that call. I mean, I, yeah. I think you've in that situation, if the referee baseline – had made that call, you say, okay, this guy is quite literally staring at something five feet in front of him. But when the other referee is 20 feet away or more, it just uh, that doesn't sit right that, that he makes that call. So I think that's a, a fair question. I, I don't know if I believe – I think the makeup call was definitely around like 20 years ago. I mean, that was you know when you had some older referees um, from a different era. I think it was around – this one felt a little makeup call e, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, and uh, and it turned out that way. Uh, we have two two o series right now in the East, and I'm going to get to the West in a second. Um, and you have the Heat up two o, and you also have the Celtics up two o. Will both of those teams, in your mind, win the series? I think they both win. How they win remains to be seen. I, mean, I think Toronto's mentally tough enough to bounce back from from a two-zip deficit. And one of the things I've been writing about for the last month is has been the impact of Kawhi Leonard still on these Raptors. Uh, you know, Kawhi's mental toughness and his ability to shake off losses lingers with this team still. I mean, this is still 
a lot of the same players on that roster that won championship last year. And those players remember going down 0-2 to, to, to Milwaukee in the conference finals and shaking it off and winning that series. So I think the Raptors can, can shake off what Boston did to them in the first couple of games. I still think the Celtics are a nightmare matchup for them. They've got about four guys that can put 20-plus on you any, any given night, and that's just – it's not a great matchup. Plus, Pascal Siakam is having just a, a bad restart. Not just a bad series, but a bad NBA restart, and that's a problem uh, for the Raptors. I, I'm not so sure about Milwaukee. I mean, it's another bad matchup with, with Miami, but Miami is just so much more mentally tough, I think, uh, than, than Milwaukee. And if, if you watch that game – you can see the imprint of coaching. Like I think Eric Spolster is having an incredible coaching series. I mean, he's what he's doing in that series. He's pushing all the right buttons, and it seems like Miami, for two games, has been a step ahead of Milwaukee. And I'm not sure that changes as this series progresses. So I think Toronto's got a better chance to win, but I think both these teams up two zip win the series. Let's go to the Western Conference. Let's go to the end of that game scenario last night. Um, First of all, what is Steven Adams doing on the court at all if they're not willing to throw into – I don't know if you saw it, like watching live. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I don't care what play you design. Steven Adams basically had his defender, who he had about a half a foot on, on his hip, and they were giving him a clear path to the basket. To me, there's an easy inbounds pass there to a big man – and he's either going to get fouled or he's going to dunk. He may score and get fouled, in which case you could win the game, yet the uh, Thunder have to take a timeout. Then they end up inbounding the ball to him at the three-point line, going away from the bucket where he has absolutely no chance. What happened down the stretch? What did you see in this game? And what's the lasting significance of it? I mean, not great. uh, Not a great play call. Awful execution. And... You know, on that particular sequence that you're talking about, two major problems with it that you know that you have to to remedy in those situations. One is the inbound bounds guy can't be a second year guard. Like he, no matter how good Shea Gilders Alexander is, you know you have to have a veteran player in that spot so he can kind of go like to use a football analogy to kind of go through his progressions. Like yeah. you've got to look and see that the initial uh, guy you're supposed to go to isn't there, and then turn and look for you know Stephen Adams in that spot. The other thing, I, and Adams didn't do a great job making himself available either. Like, you know, Adams yeah, right. kind of sort of stood there, you know, acting like a decoy. If he had just kind of bodied up, you know, uh, P.J. Tucker and extended his arm and called for the ball, you might have had Gilgis Alexander notice him and make that pass uh, in that moment. But, I mean, that was... That was bad because you're right. I mean, if you just lead uh, Adams enough, you're going to get uh, you're going to get on the ball. It's either going to be a dunk or a fo- or a foul. And I think there was enough time with 1.1 seconds on the clock for him to catch, gather, and dunk. And uh, and that was that was a blown play. And then to even, I mean, why inbound it to anybody at all if they're going to throw the ball to him in that play? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how after Chris Paul had a triple double and led that team back in the fourth quarter. You have multiple chances to get him the ball at the end of the game and he doesn't touch it. I mean that 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 was a little bit crazy. You got to win, you know, live or die with with a Chris Paul jump shot and that's that was bad. My my, my bigger takeaway though, broader takeaway is that I mean that was you just saw the the Rockets franchise life flash before your eyes on that possession. I mean, they lose that game and, you know, 
half that team and maybe the coaching staff is just not bothered to get on the plane coming back. Because I think, you know, Tillman Fertitta would have just let them all go at, at one point. I mean, it's uh, they, they quite literally salvaged the franchise, or at least the way it's currently constituted uh, with that win last night. All right, so now we've got the Lakers and we've got the Clippers, who are favorites to win over the Nuggets and over the uh, over the Houston Rockets. Are either of them in danger? How would you assess this series or these series? Or are we just waiting for Lakers Clippers in the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, I think they're both big favorites. I have no idea what the Rockets have left in the tank. I mean, you know, it's one thing they don't have to travel, obviously, to to play LA, but. I mean, to go through a grueling series and have to turn around less than 48 hours later and play a game one against a team that's just been kind of, you know, sitting by the pool for the better part of the last week, I mean, that's that's a tough one. And, and the clash of styles will be really interesting. I mean, the Rockets, you know, their tallest guy might be like the fourth tallest guy of the Lakers, you know, out there. I mean, that's just how weird that situation is going to look when when those teams take the floor. So it's going to take, you know, some miraculous performances by James Harden and Russell Westbrook uh, for that team to pull off the win. And the Clippers might have a little bit more trouble, but it's the same situation with the Rock with the uh, with the the Nuggets. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray was incredible in that first round series with Utah, but how much gas does he have left in the tank? You know, turning around less than 48 hours later. I mean, I, I was at the Nuggets practice yesterday, and they were openly grumbling about that, you know, that how the NBA is going to put them in a position where, you know, they play a game seven, and then two days later they're playing in game one. And I, I don't know. I don't know how much they have left. But they've, I think they've got more depth, and they've got more overall talent than, uh, than Houston does to maybe throw some things at the Clippers uh, that – that could be a problem for them, especially in that front court with Nikola Jokic there. But I, I think, you know, it's, I, I, it's pretty safe to say that those two, the Clippers and Lakers, are big favorites. And, you know, we'll have the you know, proverbial hallway series down in Orlando in a couple of weeks. What would happen if the Eastern Conference continues to roll like it is right now, right? we got two teams up 2-0. And let's say you ended up with a double sweep. Would they go yeah. ahead and start the Eastern Conference Finals, or would they let those guys kill, cool their heels for potentially a week or so while they allow the Western Conference to catch up? Because you could end up, let's say one of these Western Conference series goes six or seven games, given the fact that they're starting later. I mean, you could have a situation where there's a week where the Eastern Conference doesn't have anything to do. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. And I, I don't, I've asked sort of something similar. I haven't gotten a direct answer yet, but w- one thing I know about you know, the NBA scheduling here is they want to get the hell out of here. And yep. if they if they have an opportunity to start a series, I mean, look, Boston-Toronto is going into game three. We just had yeah. two game sevens and uh, just the last couple of days. So I, I think if both these teams, you know, take care of their business, there won't be any more than, than three or four days in between uh, the start of their game one. So it could lead to a potential, you know, week plus sitting out before the finals. But I, I get the sense that, uh, if there's an opportunity to get the ball moving here with, with those two teams, the NBA is going to do it. Last question for you. Any lasting impact from the boycott? on You're in the bubble down there. you think there's any chance that the season gets shut down again, or has that now been rectified at least for the remainder of this year? Yeah, I think it's been rectified for this year. And, you know, you know one of the things that several players have told me is that, you know, the things that they got from the NBA owners, specifically this this sort of coalition that they're putting together to address some player issues now and moving forward. Uh, that was basically the, the 
the, the stopgap here that prevents, you know, if something like this happens again, it, it's not going to stop the game because they've, you know, theoretically achieved what they want to achieve in, in getting some of those concessions from owners and, and they're able to, to, to this will, it won't affect the, the rest of the season if they decide to do it this way. I mean, I think I've often said, I'm, and I've written this, so I mean, I'm not sure the owners are the right people to turn this situation. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily the owner's job to do everything that, that a player wants you to do, but I think the owners were kind of the bigger man in, in some of these situations where they said, all right, we, we understand players want more. We have a little bit more we can give, and let's – Let's decide that we're going to give it. So the players got what, what they asked for, and I think that no matter what happens in the next month or so, I, I don't think that we'll, we'll see any kind of work stoppage again. Appreciate it, my man. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, uh, and uh, enjoy your time in the bubble. How long, much longer in the bubble? I am out on Sunday. So uh, oh, I this week? Happy to go, yes. Oh, well, congratulations. All right. Well, next time we talk, you'll be out of the bubble. Uh, That is Chris Mannix. When we come back, we'll close out hour two talking about the return of college football and the latest on the Big Ten. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Two big additional news points that have just dropped. The Tennessee Titans have signed Steven Goskowski, the former New England Patriot kicker, to be their kicker this year. Uh, That was a problem area for the Titans last year with health and related concerns. So that is a uh, big addition theoretically for them. And also, and we're going to talk about this some tomorrow on the program, I guarantee you, the English Premier League has ended their relationship with China over human rights issues. They're saying no to $700 million a year. They have pulled all of their games from China. That is going to put a lot of pressure on the NBA, which continues to take Chinese blood money. Animal Thunderdome, quickly, for Danny G as he rolls into the weekend. All right, Clay, let's start in Russia. This was tweeted into us so many times because you love snakes. A snake was pulled out of a woman's mouth after it crawled inside her while she was sleeping footage of this horrifying moment when the four-foot snake was surgically four feet yes it was removed from her stomach according to this daily mail report she was wasn't feeling well she went to the hospital they put her under after doctors realized there was something in her stomach the doctors removed the snake from her mouth you could see the face of the medical staff they were just in horror uh it's not clear if the snake was alive or dead but In the video, you can see them dumping it into the waste bin. According to the news website, the Ministry of Health there in Russia hasn't commented on the incident. How did she not wake up with a four-foot snake crawling? uh, This is just, uh, I don't even want that. That's an awful thing to just think about. Yes, I'm going to tweet out. you didn't have enough to worry about from snakes, they might just climb into your mouth. They have still shots from this video of them pulling the snake out. I will tweet it out at Danny G Radio. Yeah, I'm going to tag you so you can see it. I don't don't need to see it. (laughs) All right, and then finally, a bow hunter in Oregon was killed when an elk he had wounded charged at him and gored him in the neck with its antlers on Sunday. Yeah, Mark David, 66, from Hillsboro, was hunting on private property in Tillamook last Saturday when 
when he wounded this bulkel. However, he was unable to locate it, and it was getting dark, so he decided to search for it the next day. Oregon State Police say that the next day, David, along with a landowner, went looking for it. They found this wounded bull. Around 9.15 in the morning, David realized that the elk hadn't died, so he attempted to kill it with his bow again. But the wounded elk realized that David was coming towards him and charged at David, goring him in the neck with its antlers. They took him to the hospital. He later died from his injuries. Investigation was launched, and the elk was killed. The elk was still alive? It was still alive, yeah. Oregon State Police, they uh, were assisted by the Tillamook County Sheriff's Office, who say that they donated the meat to the inmates of the Tillamook County Jail. Oh. It's a rough way to go. As long as the Tillamook farm is still good, because the cheese is really good, so... (laughs) That is the uh, that is uh, the elk's revenge. I mean, I I don't know what to say. I mean, the elk uh, revenge is a, a dish best served cold. I mean, he got shot. He waited all day. The same guy came back and he got him. Or served warm for the inmates of the Tillamook County Jail. Well, that's very well said. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Danny G, I hope you have a good Labor Day weekend, um, and I hope you will reach out to your mom and actually yes. go visit her and it, not be an awful son. If she will uh, accept visitors, I am gonna go. I appreciate all of you. We always accept visitors via the earbuds in all uh, for you across the entire nation, whether it is all 300 of our affiliates, whether it is satellite radio or a rapidly expanding a million more of you listened in August than listened in July. It's crazy. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.